Okay. And hello, and welcome to episode number four of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. I am your host, Lisa, along with Nancy Minicozzi. I am a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. And I'm Nancy, an ed tech coach in Northwest LA County. So uh, just a quick reminder of our podcast focus, we're accessible on your schedule and we are a short video format. We have a question section, so please go to our website, tlc.ninja, leave us a question and then we'll answer them. Or if you're watching this live via Blab, you can just ask your question right now on the chat. Um, but basically, we're personalized mobile PD where you choose the focus and we like to feature normal teachers. In other words, those who are not well known because teachers all over the United States are doing awesome things and innovating and we want to share what they are doing with you. All right, and so our random coffee fact of the day is in 1675, King Charles II of England banned coffee shops because he thought that they were where people were meeting to conspire against him. Learn that one. So now here we are, and we're going off onto our tech portion and our learn portion of our podcast. So today we have Heidi Bolger. She is a first grade teacher here in my district in King City, um, and she's begun using centers in her classroom. Um, Heidi is um, not real tech comfortable, so she um, has asked me to kind of hang out with her and do this with her, but so I'm, we're very thankful that she is here. So see, anybody can do these things. <laughs> so Heidi, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, um, You know who you are, where you teach, what you teach, things like that. Okay, well, my name is Heidi Bolger. Um, I actually live in Atascadero, so a little bit further away from King City. Um, I've taught for, this will be my fourth year, and um, I've done first grade now for two years, and I absolutely love it. It is my heart. Um, so yeah, that's me, in a nutshell. <laughs> Okay, so you recently started using centers. I know you were kind of using them at the beginning of the year too. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey um, as far as what inspired you to start using uh, centers more in your classroom, how you differentiate, things like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so as a first grade teacher, most first grade and kinder teachers are gonna say, yes, I use centers. Um, I wanted to delve a little bit deeper into centers. I realized that I struggled with differentiation and that was something I really wanted to work on with my students because especially in first grade I feel like they are on all different levels as far as reading goes in any grade level you teach but first grade in particular they're jumping ahead and then falling back and then they need to have things that are at their level so this was another way for me to do it um, I actually have a teacher in the district, Jackie Sabala, who is a huge encouragement of using centers all day long. Um, and I kind of wanted to follow her model, change some different things, and try it on my own, basically. Um, so I was already doing centers. I was just doing basic spelling and reading centers. Um, but I wanted to start progressing into literacy centers. Um, and that incorporates leveled readers and comprehension and spelling patterns and doing activities on their own and having to read directions and comprehend without me. So that's kind of the direction I was headed. Okay, and so I know that you had started in the beginning of the school year and you were you were plugging along good and then we you kind of shifted focus. There were some things that happened in our district and so she, you, you shifted focus, kind of rolled with the punches. So how, 
how are your centers different now than they were at the beginning of the school year? They are a lot more challenging. That's definitely, um, um, yes, they're a lot more challenging. Um, they incorporate a lot more literacy as well. So like I was kind of talking about just with um, having leveled readers and actually meeting with groups of kids that are all reading at that same level and then differentiating between that. So I have some first graders reading at a third grade level and they're doing chapter books. And at first I was trying to just stay with the curriculum and say, no, you're in first grade. This is what we're learning. This is what we're supposed to do. And realizing, oh my gosh, they hate reading. Oh my gosh, I ruined reading. <laughs> like I have to like this. And so that was one way that I realized, oh my gosh, if I just make their own little groups of things that they like to read and things that they can actually read and meet with me and target it towards where they're at, oh my gosh, they fell back in love with reading and we've only been doing this for like a month. So it's been really exciting um, to just see how that's changed. So a lot more literacy is involved. So I, I have a question. What would you say was the biggest challenge in doing this? Like if somebody else wanted to replicate what you did, what should they watch out for or what should they be um, looking at or considering? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is in order to start literacy groups, you need to have books. As a beginning teacher, I did not have multiple copies of certain books for every kid. So luckily with kind of this changes and switches happening in our district, there were some supplies that came along and with that was leveled readers. So I was able to have multiple stories um, according to which grade level, but I still had third grade level readers and I didn't have enough chapter books. So I started collecting through yard sales and Amazon and even some parents were donating different things. So um, the library is a huge thing. <laughs> thank you libraries. So uh, <laughs> thank God for us teachers who don't have them yet or don't have enough money yet for those books. Um, so that was a big challenge that I ran into and I realized that I needed to get more of. Um, the other big challenge, and this was a, new teacher mess up that I went to Lisa and went, why is this not working? She went, oh my gosh, Heidi, I've just started all, it all like right away. I co totally reset all the other centers and I started brand new centers and I said, okay, go. And then all the kids went, oh, what are we supposed to do? I don't understand. I don't, oh. And it was like, oh my gosh, why did I not slowly start with one? and then let them go on their own and then introduce another one. So we reset once I talked to Lisa and she was like, that's not how you do it. Like, oh, I, I didn't no. say that's not how you do it. I did not say that. <laughs> that's gonna be a little challenging to do it that way. Why don't you try doing this? So I actually reset and I brought in some of the old easy centers and we slowly started doing um, where I was pulling reading groups and did that and then I slowly started doing where they were um, doing literacy all on their own and they were actually following I have one of these little cool things to show you they actually have like little pictures and directions and they're very simple first grade friendly but they literally I'll go through it at the beginning but then they have to use their partners and they have to actually read it again if they don't understand what to do um, and they can't ask me because I'm in the middle of doing a reading center and so um, that was that was a big shift too. How do I make sure that they don't interrupt me in the middle of me teaching this literacy center? And because um, before it was kind of it was more loosey goosey, and it was more oh I'm done. Okay, let me look at it. Okay, we're good, and I can multitask. But now I had to be very focused. Um, so that was another kind of routine that we had to establish 
we have a whole checklist of, did you read it again? Did you ask your partner? Did you ask another person that's already done this? And then you can come ask me. So that was key in, in doing these new literacy groups. And I'd like to back up just a little bit. Somebody had asked a question. Um, they're not familiar with the concept of centers and what a center is in a classroom. So can you explain a little bit about what a center is um, so that those people who aren't familiar with it, I mean, we haven't yeah. done centers in a long time. Right. We were talking yeah. about this and when I first got into teaching, centers were the big rage mm -hmm. and then it kind of went away and now it's starting to slowly come back again. So can you just explain what a center is? And yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um, centers are multiple activities that groups of students will do. You can either, I know some teachers do a specific amount of time. Um, for me, that's the best way so far. We'll see if that changes. Other ones are um, you have a task. Once you're done with that task, you know that you move on to, a, to the next task. So there's always multiple tasks that you're going to be doing within uh, maybe an hour or so. And you'll be spending at least 15 minutes on that task. Um, so, for example, when we do um, our centers, like I'm pulling a group, I have another group that might be doing Play-Doh letters, and that's working on fine motor skills. I might have another group that's on um, Raz Kids, and they're listening to stories, and they're recording themselves reading. And then I might have another group who's doing um, high-frequency high word bingo. And they're all, and then they rotate through those different things. So that's, in a nutshell, what centers basically are, addressing those needs. And um, so I'm just kind of looking at reading yeah. over some of our notes and things <laughs> sure. like that. So have you found it more successful um, this year with incorporating centers than you have in, in years past with um, your students? Oh, my gosh. Yes, because it's one thing to have to teach in front of the class and have all the kids sit and they will. Most kids are not auditory learners. They are um, visual and they need to be doing things with their entire body. Centers is a huge way just to, for them to get up and have something different every 15 minutes. And they're going to retain it a lot more. They're going to be able to do hands-on learning. Um, it's kinesthetic. It's, it's, I find, a better um, tool even within classroom management um, because then they're interacting more and they're not just sitting and then they get bored. And everyone knows who teaches first grade in kindergarten that – they have to move every two minutes or else you lose them. So this has been a huge, huge learning curve in my classroom, definitely. And um, I'm just I wasn't sure if Nancy was going to uh, ask a question. I, no, I, I was waiting. I wanted to be sure that uh, everybody was done talking. <laughs> I, I was just wondering, so when you said you changed it up, that you were doing centers at the beginning, was the main difference the activities that the students were doing? Correct. Yeah. And I also was wondering, having been in kindergarten and first grade with centers, do you have parent volunteers or aides or are the centers where you, I mean, obviously you're at one of the centers or working with students. Do the other centers, are those completely independent or is there an adult working with the kids? In um, our district, we don't have a whole lot of um, parent help and we don't have aides. So they are completely independent. Um, and at the beginning of the year, you give them the centers and you walk around and just make sure that they're all on task and they know you're roaming, you know. And then after that, they, once they understand how to do it, they kind of keep each other accountable. Um, and so they are independent. And Go ahead, Nancy. No, I was going to say that's a big deal because it's it's a lot of teaching the students at the beginning of the year. But I think it's really empowering to students 
if they can be responsible for themselves because of, you know it i'm lucky that i work in a district that does have a lot of parent involvement but a lot of times you'll see the parents jumping in instead of letting the kids struggle and figure out what they're supposed to be doing and they come to rely on that whereas i think in this kind of situation it's really nice that you've trained the kids how to how to troubleshoot asking your partner asking the other people and and i think it's very empowering definitely oh my gosh yeah and it'll it's amazing to see how much they actually get done in that time because you think oh they've kind of been left to themselves they'll just do whatever they want no they take pride in it and they keep each other accountable like you had said like oh, hey you're not doing your work <laughs> i'll hear that around the room you're not doing your work and they're like oh somebody called me up <laughs> so work a lot on teamwork before we even get to centers which incorporates teamwork <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have any other questions. How about you, Nancy? No, I think I'm good. And I was just checking the timer, and it looks like we actually have two minutes left. So I think we're uh, I think we're doing really well. Are there any other comments? One thing. No? I would okay. Like to add. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> One thing I would like to add is eventually. Um, I haven't gotten there yet, but eventually, I would actually like to have my whole day be centers. Um, and actually, so do math centers, do literacy centers, and then have a day, a time where they're actually just doing one center and I pull for different various things basically. Um, and I would just teach a whole group for only 15 or 20 minutes, um, for each lesson or subject. And then they would get to do all interactive after that. So that's my ultimate goal. And, um, like I said, Jackie Sabala, who's a huge role model, um, actually does that. And so that's my goal. <laughs> so I have a question then, would you have the kids be in different groups for the, say the math centers than you would for the literacy centers? And Absolutely. Yes. Because we all know that some kids are awesome readers, but adding and subtracting is like a nightmare for them or vice versa. So absolutely, they would all be in different um, centers. So we'd have to, one thing I've kind of brainstormed with Jackie is we'd have to have like different groups. Like, okay, we're here to the color group. Color means that we're doing literacy centers. Okay, now we have our animal groups. Animal means we're doing math centers. Okay, now we have our shapes. Now that means we're doing the fun centers at the end of the day and I'm pulling whatever I need to pull. So <laughs> that's the ultimate goal. Well, it sounds really exciting. I, I'm really happy that you shared that with us because I think it's great. And I really like how centers can bring students what they need when they need it instead of having the whole group having to do, because, like you said, well, no, this is the first grade curriculum, so you have to do this. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you could already write it yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, I think that's it. We're just about out of time. So that's been our TLC with Heidi Bolger this week. So hopefully she's inspired other people to start working on centers as well. Oh, perfect. And the timer rang. <laughs>